five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Energize Podcast, it is back with a bang. It's on fire. The weather's great. The World Cup's greater. Barry, what's on today's show? How's it going? So, on today's show, we're obviously going to be talking about all things World Cup. But some very interesting transfers are after popping up. Uh, the likes of Ronaldo, the likes of Jack Wilshire, and also the ongoing transfer talk between Conte, Chelsea and Sarri. So, if you're new to the Energize podcast, most welcome. And if you're a returning Energize listener, you know how we do. Welcome back, as always. Yeah. So, obviously the World Cup semi-finals this week... But um, probably one of the biggest transfers ever. Now, I don't know about money-wise, but name recognition-wise is potentially happening. And there are serious, serious talks about Cristiano Ronaldo going to Juventus. So I think the best way to start the show is, Ross, what do you make of this? And do you think it's actually going to happen? Strangely enough, all the signs are sort of pointing towards yes. Um, Apparently, Ronaldo was currently in Italy. Uh, promoting people to donate blood. Um, not only that, Juventus leaked a video the other day of they're getting a new number seven in. Yeah. Um, Ronaldo's unhappy with his wages at Madrid at the moment. Like all the signs are sort of saying yes. Uh, even the bookies have him favored to be at Juventus next year over Real Madrid. I'm just very surprised that. Juventus are the only people who are in the bidding for Ronaldo for the fee is supposed to be eighty eight million pounds or hundred million euros. I'm surprised a Manchester United aren't involved. I'm surprised someone like Chelsea aren't saying, Would you come to London? Um I'm surprised Bayern Munich aren't in the bidding because Lewandowski's looking for a way out of there. I'm surprised there's not maybe even a swap deal on. Yeah. I'm just surprised that Ronaldo's going to Juventus. And there's no no other competitors from. Why why do you think, it, like okay, first of all, for the last five if not six years, Ronaldo's been linked to leave Real Madrid, <clears throat> which is um, obviously hasn't happened, and now it seems more likely than ever. But why choose Juventus of all clubs? I'm not really too sure. Maybe because what in the last five years Juventus has been to what three Champions League semi finals and one final. Yeah. Yeah. So like, they're one of the other top European clubs. They're probably. Over the last five years, in the top four, if not five, European clubs. Um, if you look around Madrid, you could say a few of their players seem to be aging a bit. Um, they don't seem to be buying as many players as they used to buy. They're not really spending the money. They don't really want to give Ronaldo the wages. And Juventus seems to be spending that bit more cash nowadays. So maybe that's why. Yeah, well... Like, you can't really go to Barcelona... Okay, first of all, I can't go to Barcelona. Like, Juventus, yeah, they've been, what, two Champions League finals mm. in the last, like, four, if not five years. Real- I'm surprised there's not an old Trafford return talk on the cards if this transfer is so set in stone. If it's 100 million that they're asking for, surely within the first month of signing Ronaldo, that 100 million is going to pay off itself for people buying jerseys. Yeah. And especially considering Manchester United, whoever they buy... Their summer signing is the most bought Premier League jersey each year. 
I just find it strange why he'd leave Real Madrid. Like, uh, I, I actually thought, that's why right, David Beckham's after buying his new team. Yeah, uh, in Miami. In Miami. And, like, everyone knows how, like, it's such a <clears throat> South American place, Miami, like, like Hispanics, and it's one of the main languages they speak is Spanish. I would have thought, like, if Ronaldo would be at Real Madrid for another two years, and then when the... The, ML, the Miami team is properly set up that he'd come and be the face of it the same way Ibrahimovic is the face of LA Galaxy in my head 1-1 one one made 2 Beckham, Ronaldo in mm. Miami just made sense so why why Juventus I, I, I don't understand the Juventus thing because if you look at Juventus defence well first of all Buffon's after leaving like Chiellini and uh, Benucci oh Benucci's already gone to Milan uh, Barzagli they're quite on, on their way out uh, not a fantastic midfield, and there's not it's not that competitive there. Yeah, Juventus won the league for what the last seven or eight years in a row. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like Scotland, but in fairness, it's getting slightly more competitive. Napoli gave them a good run for the money this year. True. Uh, Roma have done it over the last few years, but at the end of the day, Juventus come out on top each time. Maybe he thinks if he wins a Champions League with a third different team, he's like undisputedly the best player of all time. True. True. As, uh, I think Clarence Seydorf was the only person to ever win it with three clubs. Yeah, the Champions League, yeah. Ajax, Milan, and Real Madrid. Yeah. So, if Ronaldo does it, he's clearly won more titles than Seydorf. He probably the most successful Champions League player of all time. And probably puts himself that step ahead of Messi again. Yeah, th- Maybe that's what he was thinking. Yeah, this might... Do you want to think about it? First of all, like you said, Bayern Munich, I could see him fitting in there because if Lewandowski leaves, he, he can just go down the middle. Yeah. But like Germany doesn't seem as sexy as Italy. As Italy. Even though the German teams are probably better. Well, sure, the top, well, the more, best ones. More even, yeah. probably, yeah. Then if you do look at it, like England, it doesn't really seem like it's going to happen. I doubt he wants to go to like a Liverpool, a Chelsea, an Arsenal, or a Spurs, or a Man City. Jeez, imagine that. So, and then. Obviously, he had a bit of a falling out with Mourinho. Did he sort of head, butted heads? But like, you sometimes you just wish that that could be stuff like that could be like so, resolved. But Italy, if you think about it, does actually sort of make sense. And the weather's good from there as well. The weather, he has the lifestyle, the, the lifestyle, yeah, the food, yeah. There's nowhere like he's already going to go to Scotland, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when you look at it. Not many teams can form, and then like obviously Paris have like Neymar and Mbappe and PSG, so like you can't really go there either. You know what I mean? Like that's that's way too much wages and way too like financial fair play would be like down PSG's throat if they got Ronaldo as well. Yeah, but it was sort of funny because PSG were got were upset about Neymar ever since he got injured. He, <clears throat> excuse me. Jeez, excuse me. Uh, ever since Neymar got injured, he started going back to Brazil, and then he wasn't there for like their celebrations and stuff. So they were a bit upset over that. You would have thought that they'd be like, right, it's probably a smarter idea to get rid of Neymar and get Ronaldo in. Yeah, no, I'd agree with you, especially considering Ronaldo could almost be used. I can't believe I'm even saying that as a bargaining tool yeah. to get Neymar, hundred million on Ronaldo to PSG because PSG have been looking at Ronaldo for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um. Do you think? Do you think sometimes uh, players sort of like flirt with other clubs, and then all of a sudden they get a new contract all the time? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, do you think that's sort of going on? Because Luka Modric came out and said that Ronaldo's not going to leave, but there's like there's been so many jerseys in Juventus made with Ronaldo number seven on the back. 
for a hundred million, that seems like a, a very good price. The only thing is, like, if you if you put a gun to my head now, I'm like, where's Ronaldo play next year? I'll be like, oh, I'm just gonna have to say Real Madrid. Yeah, I, I just don't really see him leaving. Yeah, and supposedly reports are he's going to be going within the next forty eight hours. It's just sort of weird the way Juventus seem to be unrivaled for this to happen. But if you think about Ronaldo now, right, he's 33. He's had to win four Champions Leagues in the last five years. He's won five Champions Leagues altogether. Um, the way his, the way he actually plays is, is has changed over the last couple of years. He still looks, he's still fitter than ever. Still one of the best six packs I've seen. But apart from being a player that usually goes down the right, he's can now if he goes to Italy, the way that league is uh, is a lot slower and more tactics based. He could modify his game to become. Uh, and sort of an out and out striker by himself, scoring the goals, and he he would like burn less energy. Yeah, he'd also so prolong his career. I feel like in the Spanish league, the defenders are probably a bit faster as well. I feel like in the Italian league, his pace would become better as well. As in, like he wouldn't actually become faster, but his pace would be more do more damage over there. Yeah, and think about it over the last few years. I think he's only won one league with Real Madrid, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. So and he's been there nine years. So one league in nine years, you know. What I mean, maybe he's like he wants to get a few more titles, and then. I oh, must have won two leagues in the last nine years. I don't think Barcelona have won seven because the Atletico Madrid won one, didn't they? Yeah. Do you want to Google that, right? Yeah, we'll Google it and see what the story is. But I completely understand what you're saying. Like he wants to win more league titles. First, very easy to make an argument. He's the best player of all time. And he'd probably like to win another title in another league as well. I think. I think if he went to Juventus, won another league, I think. I think that could make the argument that he's better than Messi. Yeah. That bit stronger, including winning the Euros, including winning the Champions League. He's got one more than Messi in the Champions League, hasn't he? I think so. Yeah. If not the same, but um, and a World Club Championship as well. Yeah. Two La Liga titles he's won, but uh. Like previously, Ronaldo has said he wants to play until he's like forty. Uh, I think his work rate and how committed he is off the pitch is like basically unparalleled. Especially now these days, if you compare it to Messi, he's really been better than Messi in the last couple of years, and they're both basically the same age. But maybe it is a good idea if he goes to Juventus. He'll he won't waste as much energy trying to catch Messi, and that conversation, yeah. like the stress of that, will not be there anymore. And then if he's there for like two years, wins two titles, then he could go at 35 to the MLS, grow his brand even more. So maybe it is a good idea. I wouldn't doubt it. I don't think it's a bad idea in any mean necessary. I just think, I don't know, just being a Man United fan, I think it'd just be a horrible team go for that price of someone that's not Man United. But, uh, yeah, but like business-wise, I know obviously they did terrible business with Pogba, but yeah. they sold Ronaldo basically for 100 million. And then to buy him back nine years later for a hundred million would almost be criminal. I know, yeah, but at the time, that was a hundred and forty percent more expensive than any other player that ever bought when Ronaldo was sold. I know, yeah, but I think it's because we have Lukaku in there now. It'd mm. almost be, and then, yeah, it's a bit like. Although I think when someone was available, Ronaldo's class, you just have to get him. You don't mean to worry about fitting him in later. Yeah, but Davri hasn't really worked with Sanchez. Yeah, true. Yeah. And think about Ronaldo with all his cars. Like, imagine getting that Manchester weather. It would, like, depreciate all the Ferraris and stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so, right, we're going to call it now. I still think PSG might come back in with a sniff. So, do you think he's going to stay or is he going to go? 
don't know, like I'm chopping and changing every 20 minutes, but I think. Uh, I'm going to say he's going to stay. I, I think he's going to go. Yeah? Yeah. Well, there you have it. So, you let us know if he's going to stay or go. I know we've done a few polls on it, but we'll probably do another one on it because as the, as the talks get hotter, the Instagram gets better. True, yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely let us know what you think as well. Um, okay, that, that sort of moves into staying or going situation. Um, obviously, in previous shows, we've talked about how we think Antonio Conte is going to leave Chelsea. Now, supposedly... He took the first training session. Yeah, he's supposedly he's taking the first training session with Chelsea. There's talks about Sarri coming in. Uh, first of all, what do you think is going on with this Chelsea team? And what do you think is actually going through Conte's head? I haven't a clue. I feel like the club's been like usurped from underneath him. I feel like he did very, very well with them. He wasn't given budget. People were definitely bought on his behalf. And he's not in the control of the club as he feels he should be. Um, obviously, he didn't qualify for the Champions League, but he won an FA Cup there against United. Great way to end this season. Yeah. Winning some silverware. Won the league the previous year. Um, it must be weird being him driving into work today and knowing that he might be getting the boot and he's just staying there until he gets paid off. Um, I, like, I don't know much about Sarri. Obviously, Napoli have done well over the last couple of years, but they haven't really done amazing in the Champions League. And it's not and they haven't won the league. Like, yeah. Being like the second best manager the whole time, is like it's not really what you aspire to be if you're a team like Chelsea. And also... As everyone knows, Chelsea chop and change their managers nearly every week. Yeah, yeah. I think they've had something like 15 managers in 12 years or something. So, like, you do well if you last 12 months at Chelsea. And, like, in fairness, Sarri's one of these people who they're going to get in. If he does a good job to start off, they'll be great. And then if he does a bad job, like, oh, we didn't know who he was anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe he... I think Conte's going to leave and that's just going to happen. There's no smoke yeah. without fire, isn't there? Uh, there's been a couple of other transfers during this week so Ross what you make of Jack Wilshere you're finally leaving Arsenal and going to West Ham yeah apparently he was with Arsenal from like a youth level for the last 17 years which seems crazy because he's still what 26, 27 Jack Wilshere yeah 27 to say yeah yeah so like incredible tenure at Arsenal but I think it's Arsenal's loss is West Ham's game West Ham are actually doing well they're like getting Fabianski in but I don't want to say too much because when Everton signed all their players uh, under Coleman, I was like, oh, Everton could be really good this year. And then they were dreadful. Yeah. It was the worst every year. So, the, look, the signs look promising. Fabianski had a great season for Swansea. Like, he's not that sexy that, like, he's going to go into West Ham with a massive ego. He still has to compete for that number one jersey. And then Wilshire, just great signing. As long as he can stay his fit, sign a three-year deal. I think he's going to get 100 grand a week. He's definitely one one of the better centre midfielders in the Premier League outside of the top five. When fit. Yeah. Uh, also, another go- another goalkeeper coming into the Premier League is Leno. He's had to come from Bayer Leverkusen to Arsenal. Mm. Um, that's a good move from Emery, if you ask me. Getting yeah. Start at the back and build up. So that's a good 100%, because Czech seems to be very much on his way out. And look... If Leno wasn't from Germany, he was from any other country in the world, he'd probably be the number one goalkeeper for them. But because he's from Germany, he has to deal with Manuel Neuer and Ter Stegen. Uh, great signing for Arsenal. 
Uh, I hope it works out for them because I want to see Arsenal do well again this year. How they become more competitive again. Yeah, but not not, not better than United. Not better than United, but do well. Yeah, uh, another player uh, that's actually leaving the Premier League is Emery Chan. He signed a deal with Juventus. The worst kept secret in football. Yeah, I thought he was going to stay after how well they were doing, but mm-hmm. uh, like he obviously wants to play alongside Ronaldo. Uh, a couple other transfers throughout Europe. Uh, Nanglin is after going to Inter Milan. Um, still shocked the way Belgium haven't picked him, but obviously he wasn't. But well, they're doing grand enough without him, aren't they? Yeah, he's doing grand. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, Buffon has finally agreed a deal with PSG. So that's interesting. To see, will he will he actually be their number one now? I assume he will now, but uh, that's a a big move on their behalf, anyway. Yeah, and then uh, one the straight. Well, we'll get to the strangest transfer of the week in a second. But uh, Thomas Lamar. From France, he's after going to Atletico Madrid. From Monaco. From Monaco, yeah. I think 60 million. I think it's the biggest transfer of the summer so far. Yeah. Uh, wasn't he, People thought he was going to go to either Liverpool or Arsenal. Mm. But uh, obviously being French, and he, knew, he hears Griezmann staying, he obviously wants to Yeah, so stay, him, go. Griezmann and Costa for front, that looks like a lethal strike force. Yeah, that actually does sound good, doesn't it? Yeah, they could be very good in the Champions League again next year. And um, the most, the strangest transfer of the week is Barcelona's Paulinho is after going back to China on loan to what what they call Guangzhou, the team that Barcelona signed him from. Uh, Ross, he the, did, he, the Spurs legend, the Spurs Paulinho. Yeah, he, he did well for Barcelona last yeah, year. Started on, a lot of games, on, and he started for Brazil, and now he's come back to China, which he, is strange. He seems to be the only player who could ever go to China, come back, and be better than when he left. Yeah, that Chinese food worked wonders for him. Yeah, see, Maybe he's going to go back to China for a year and then come back to for Real Madrid and be even better again. I don't know. It was an extraordinary weird transfer. I don't approve, but look, it is what it is. It is what it is. But um, I think it's time to move into the World Cup semi-final. Yeah, does that bring us up for the transfer update then? Yeah, that's all the transfer news. We're up to date with the transfer news, yeah. But uh, And so are you for listening. Um, okay, so the World Cup... The quarterfinals, the like the quarterfinals were absolutely excellent. Um, I actually think we predicted a lot of the scores right from the last one. Yeah, I think we had a lot of two ones, and there was a lot of two ones. Which you know what? Do I actually remember? We both said Belgium. We both said France to win. We both said England to win. And then, like I said, Croatia, and then you said Russia, and then you well, were like penalties. Yeah, you said our penalties. Yeah. yeah, and away the penalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we both said England two 0 as well. Very energized. Yeah. Um, I think okay. First, the first. World Cup semi-finals on Tuesday. The second one's on Wednesday. Uh, I think we should start off with Belgium. Belgium won probably one of the most exciting games against Brazil. 2-1. Uh, what did you make of that win for Belgium? Uh, great win. I think it was very important for Belgium to score the second goal. And then when Brazil came back in the attack, it was almost a little bit too little too late. Uh, I think Neymar had a misheader very, very late on in the game. But look, Belgium looked very, very solid. I think it was their best performance out of the World Cup and they're only looking stronger as things goes on yeah and they're taking off France France they, they probably gave their best performance at the World Cup against Uruguay yeah like, up there with the Argentinian performance I th- yeah I think France were lucky the way Cavani wasn't available but uh, Belgium versus France give us your take on this and then uh, let's see what happens Jeez, battle of the midfield uh, Manchester United midfielders Pogba versus Fellaini they're, uh, they're, they're, definitely, they're definitely the two strongest sides left in it yeah for me I like France in this one. Uh, they look like they'd be the best team in the World Cup. Uh, no one's beaten them yet. 
Uh, I know no one's beaten Belgium either, but uh, I just look at the French <laughs> side and, and just think they're more talent that works better to put together. Uh, they're a bit more fearless. Griezmann and Mbappe look very, very good. That's why I, I think they're sort of... They gel better, I think. The Belgians, they look a bit put together at times. What do you think? Uh, I was actually hoping that you'd say Belgium, but I was thinking about it yesterday and I was like, right, France... When I was watching France and the way they have that insur- defensive insurance with uh, Kante is something that could probably nullify De, De Bruyne maybe or Hazard, just one of them. Lukaku, he's he doing well with like the link-up play, but his finishing... I know he scored four goals now, but his finishing, there's something left... He's not be, Harry Kane. He's not. He's just not putting him away as clinically as, like, for instance, Mbappe. Hmm. I know Giroud isn't scoring many goals, but... It, I, I can see this even going to extra time penalties but uh, so it's sort of a flip of a coin but if I had to put my house in it it would have to be France winning uh, yeah. uh, 2-1 maybe yeah I think Griezmann's going to score at some stage I feel like he likes the big game doesn't he Yeah. Uh, I feel like he's the he's the linchpin in France team he's the most important player um, when others go quiet he almost gets louder you know what I mean it just seems to be he, he seems to be the one who carries the team and just so much talent you know what I mean like Thomas Lamar uh, Mbappe Giroud um, Matuidi Pogba Kante I'm just like it's just almost too good of a team that yeah. I think they're very rightly so the favourites for the World Cup even even have you seen all the videos of the camaraderie yeah. you have it's uh, it's very it, yeah. it, they're probably the best team yeah, yeah. I'd have to I'd have to agree with you and also they got to the finals of the Euros two years ago and it's yep. basically the same team yeah you know what I mean so I, like for me that's who I definitely have as a favourite yeah um, I, you see the thing is if uh, it's funny how if Belgium actually had a loss to England then it, France would have been playing England but um, I think I think this is sort of like this is the final the real final in my eyes you know what I mean? I Whoever think, wins is going to win the whole yeah, thing. Because these two are the best two. Yeah. Like, no no offence to England or Croatia, but, like, Belgium have beaten uh, Brazil there. They've beaten England already. France won against Uruguay, who hadn't even conceded until that game. It's just real, like... It's a coin toss, but I'm going to go France as well if I was going to back bet my uh, house in it. And so is Ross. So, what score are you going? I'm, I'm going to say... 2-1 to France. Yeah, same, man. And we were... 2-1 we to be a good score. Yeah, and we were right last time as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's on a Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Wednesday, 7 o'clock, Croatia versus England. Um, Croatia coming coming through after... Penalties twice. Two penalty shootouts, yeah. England coming through after like Sweden, who just didn't look like they should have even been in the competition. So Croatia versus England. Ross, give us your take on this one, bud. Croatia have gone to penalties twice in a row, which really does not play in their favour. No one wants to be playing those 120-minute games over and over and over again, especially in the World Cup, especially with the short turnaround in the games. Um, look, Croatia, they're one of those teams who, for me, they've sort of blown hot and cold when they haven't, when they've meant to be doing better, they haven't done their best. Like, I thought they should have been able to put Denmark away inside 90 minutes, and they didn't. Uh, then they played Russia they probably should have put Russia away in 90 minutes they didn't like they haven't actually had the toughest road to the World Cup you could always argue playing Argentina and Nigeria are harder games than playing Russia and Denmark so I haven't been wowed by them but they've been consistently decent is what I would call it consistently winning yeah so, and yeah. they're getting the look of the draw winning the penalty shootouts yeah. yeah although your man Subasic is very good at saving penalties yeah 
But for me, I sort of fancy England this one. Um, I know obviously they haven't had the hardest run either, but the confidence is up. Um, I have a question for you, Barry. Which Harry is more important, Harry Maguire or Harry Kane? Because both are playing very well. That's actually a very tough question. Um, Harry Kane, because they haven't got a striker scoring the goals compared to him, whereas yeah. they could swap out Harry Maguire and put in Cahill, who's won Champions League and Europa yeah. League, or Phil Jones, who's won the league as well. and Champions League, league. and Europa League. No, not Champions League, yeah, actually, yeah. no. But yeah. Won uh, the League Cup and yeah. FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> No, but I just look at the England side and I think Ash Young's playing very, very well. Uh, Kyle Walker's playing well. Trippier's playing very, very well. Um, Henderson's doing well. Uh, Kane's great up front. Pickford's doing solidly in goal. So I sort of look at them and be like, they have a lot of players who are definitely playing to the height of their abilities. And I look at Croatia and I think Modric goes missing some bits sometimes, which I think is a bit strange. Rakitic and him, I don't think they they gel as well as people think. No, they, I, I, I think, I, think, Kovic, I, think Kovic, I, Kovic, I think does very well when he comes on. I think Rakitic has actually been worse than Modric in this yeah. competition. Like Modric has been man of the match today twice, also the captain. Yeah, but I think sometimes he's man of the match in games where no one's put their hand up. If you know what I mean. Then, That's just my personal opinion. I, I, like, uh, like the Danish game was like wasn't that exciting until the 115th minute sort of thing you know what I mean then with the penalties so there's just something about Croatia that I'm not sold on that they're going in the final I they, feel like they don't England, seem like they've gotten out of third gear yeah. maybe second gear against Argentina but Argentina weren't great in that competition no. either so yeah like just because you beat a lot of players with nice names doesn't mean that they were actually that good um, I actually asked my dad this question there the other day looking at England I was like why is this English team who on paper are definitely worse than the Gerard Lampard sort of generation yeah the golden generation of England why are these like they're worse on paper but they're better together like what what is it exactly he my dad said like uh, Gareth Southgate said it has made them all <clears throat> excuse me he's made them all like hang out and then eat together and swap around and play together whatever play whatever but like other England managers definitely did that as well you know what I mean it's not as if the England ma- other England managers segregated the players so what do you think is the the thing that makes England so much better today because before you go on or even start sorry there's even there's even more money and more things on the line and more pressure these days than there was 10 years ago maybe there's like a bit more of a core to this team and the fact that there's not as many chefs in the dressing room. As in, like, Gerard, Lampard, Rooney, Ferdinand, Terry. They're all basically, like, captains in their own right. And maybe if you're playing with 11 captains, it doesn't work. Everyone's trying to think they know best. Yeah, but they were all, they're all trying to win together, though, as well. You know? I know, yeah, but they were probably, like, trying to do that bit more. As opposed to now, it's a bit more structured. It's a bit like, right, well, Trippier's taking the set pieces and it's been like... And, like no one's like trying to grab the ball off. You know what I mean? As opposed to it was a free kick from 25 yards out back in the day. Lampard would be like, I'll hit it. And Jared would be like, I'll hit it. And then Rooney would be like, no, I'll hit it. You know what I mean? And there's like, they probably like secretly got annoyed each other over like who did hit it and then didn't score. As opposed to now it's sort of like, you know, Trippier hits the free kicks, that's it. And like everyone's like, that's fine. And I feel like the players are 
less egos. I feel like there's less egos now than there probably was back then. There's probably less expectation as well. Yeah. Like previous in the gold generation, people mm. were like, we have to win it. And now it's sort of like they might win it. Yeah, and also if you look at that England team as of late, like you go through the team, like Pickford plays for Everton, right? Then you have Cole Walker and John Stones. They're the only two starters who've won the league this year. So therefore the rest of the players didn't really Sterling. win anything. Oh, Sterling as well, sorry. There's only three Man City players in the starting lineup. Like the other players didn't really win that much this year. You know what I mean? Like what Gary Cahill doesn't really start won the FA Cup, you know what I mean? The Spurs players are all hungry, they want to win something. The Man United players hungry wanna win something. Everton they're all hungry, they wanna win something. You know what I mean? And I think maybe that's what it is as opposed to back with the others like the the competitiveness was so high that they all wanted to win and now they're not winning the way they used to. I thought, uh, could be could be wrong yeah, but no I'd not be it's, it's just strange because like, obviously like the likes of Rooney Gerrard Lampard Terry Ferdinand like, they all wanted to win as well yeah, they were all being so successful with their clubs that maybe they didn't take it not saying they didn't take it as serious but like losing to them at winning wasn't a big deal because they'd already won so much in the rest of their career yeah also it seems to be a bit of a Spurs core on the team as well which I don't know it seems that they're playing nice football I remember like people like even Michael Carrick or Ferdinand or Terry oh sorry or Lampard or Jared have all said that they didn't really enjoy playing for England as well yeah um, but like you can see with this England team like they all are really enjoying it um, mm. do, do, I'll, I'll ask you this question but I'll tell you what I think first so just so you can't copy me who do you think is the player that is basically keeping this team lit as in like keeping the fire burning like keeping the enjoyment going the crack going making everyone happy you know what I mean? Like Ashley Young's after saying there, they're with each other seven weeks now, and you know, you know the way lads are—you can get yeah. bored and tired of each other. But the person who I think is actually like keeping this this group together and like getting them going is Jesse Lingard. Why did you say you're gonna answer first and then say like how I couldn't copy it? You can't copy me, man. So I have to say someone else. Yeah. Right. Well, if it's not Jesse Lingard, it's probably Deli Ali. Like they seem to be like the fun people on the team. The people who are a bit messerish. Um. Uh, that is one thing. There is seem to be a better camaraderie in this team um, than there was previous previous England generations. And uh, a lot of them don't have a lot of caps either, so therefore they're a bit more fearless. Like a lot of them haven't played the last competition, so it's not like oh, do you remember we got to this stage and we lost? Yeah. You know what I mean? So therefore they never had that experience. So maybe that's it. Maybe the lack of experience, the camaraderie amongst each other. And the lower expectations. I think they all just sort of factor in. And also, they have a nice draw as well. Oh, like, that is the most perfect draw. They got the D draw. Like oh, imagine Russia won. They, yeah, but they even got off the... Yeah, no. Even, yeah, geez, imagine the fights off that. But, like, playing uh, Tunisia in the first game, and then playing Panama. I know losing to Belgium, but then... Yeah, but they're already true before they had to play Belgium. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, they've been very lucky with the draw. Uh, there's a, it's so weird, because, like, whoever... Like if you're listening to the show now, let us know who you think England's most influential player is. Just sort of like camaraderie wise, not actual best player. But uh it's strange the way like Jesse Lingard I think is. I think I don't think anyone else would argue that really. But it's strange the way he's not even a like a guaranteed starter at United, but he's starting for England and he's having this huge uh, presence. Mm. Mourinho must see it as well. Jay Lings. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. 
it's it's cool to see now, but mm. it's just uh, it's it's not every day that like the, the like not such a star man is so important to the core of the group. So give gives the lowdown in Croatia. How's it go down? Well, I've been, I've Croatia in my draw, but uh, when I was sitting last night, because obviously we have to make a picks. You know what I mean? Imagine we did the show and didn't pick. I I, I can see France versus England in the final. That's what I, I can just see it. Uh, there's there's just Croatia looked haven't been looking as impressive, and England look like they have another gear. Uh, those balls, the, the way they set up for like corners and stuff. Like Southgate looks like he's been reading the manager's guide of 2019 or 2020. You know what I mean? Whereas other managers look like they've been reading the book from back in the day. Yeah, he, he looks like he has fresh ideas, like something like like Pep Guardiola, uh, someone else said. In fairness, what's called England scored four goals out of thirty corners, so like they're quite lethal from them. You know yeah. what I mean? And what's how many games has England played? Five games now. So it's like. Nearly go the game in the corner. Do you see the way? Do you see the way for corners? Sometimes people like they stand in a straight line, like yeah. towards the, in, as if they're forming a queue. Gareth Southgate actually has like two queues. Yeah, and I've never ever seen any football team ever do that. Yeah, as in like one queue over here, one queue over there. No, they're like right in the middle, and they're just like three each. And like I've never seen that. Usually people just make one big long long line, just two yeah. lines. And Harry Maguire looks lethal in the air as well. Yeah. Six foot five. He might. He's probably going to get a move after this. Uh, who His else? Head's massive as well. Yeah, suppose it is. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Uh, who else? Pickford has been, been unbelievable. Like the saves he's made, I, I was like, "There's no way Joe Hart would have saved them." No. Uh, Jesse Lingard, like he hasn't been overly amazing, but he's so influential on the team. Uh, you know what I mean? Harry Kane's getting all the goals, top goals for the World Cup, yeah. and he, he probably will be by the end of it, even if he doesn't score another one. Yeah. Uh, Walker's been solid. Trippier's been brilliant on the right. And like his delivery of his cross is very good, and Ashley Young's been brilliant on the left. Yeah, I have a feeling England are going to win it. But that, if if England allow Rakitic and Modric to dominate the play, which uh, they could do, they, they they're the yeah. best two centre midfielders on the park. Yeah, the thing is they could do it, but the thing is that doesn't mean they're definitely going to win as well. You no. know, but uh, I think England are going to have to bring like Eric Dyer in to like counteract because they've been starting with Henderson uh, just behind Lingard and Deli Ali, and that sounds too. Forward. Uh, two forward, yeah. So I don't know what way they're gonna change things around. I, I like I wouldn't be surprised if they took off Sterling because Sterling has been very poor. See the yeah. chances he missed against Sweden. Like I think he should be take. I should think they should take him off, put Jesse Lingard there, and then bring Dyer in as well. That's what I do because Sterling just hasn't yeah. impressed at all. Rashford, he hasn't, even, he hasn't even scored. Or is no, that take no, too much away from Harry Kane? No, Harry Kane. No, they should play Harry Kane up front by himself. Uh, on the left, Del uh, Deli Ali, right Lingard. Then they have Henderson and Dyer in the midfield. Do we have to have another midfielder? Yeah? No? No. No. Well, they have two wing backs as well. Oh, yeah, because they play three at the back. Yeah, yeah so I take Sterling off, keep him on the bench. See, Rashford missed his chance. Remember when Rashford went through against Belgium? Straight through and put it wide. Yeah. That was his moment. And, like, if you put that in, he would have brought on. Remember the game when. Vardy came, came on, on. Yeah, yeah Rashford, Rashford, yeah. Rashford would have came on instead Because remember at the penalty shootout Vardy didn't step up to take a penalty So that was like Rashford's World Cup moment Missed yeah, but it Rashford did hit the penalty No, Yeah no, no but I mean Do you remember the penalty shootout Oh yeah Vardy didn't step up Yeah Like, Ra- like Rashford would have had his place instead yeah. You know what I mean It was just sort of like Rashford would have been brought on In that game ahead of Vardy That was the thing If Rashford had scored that goal Against Belgium Yeah but Rashford did take a penalty No game. no no I'm talking about In that game 
Vardy oh, came okay. on first. first. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah I guess you. But okay. if Rashford had scored against Belgium, oh no, now Rashford's overtaken him because he's the pen- he was yeah. up in the penalty. Oh, yeah, but that was his moment. He could have been. He could have broken to the team. For some reason, I'm like, when I think of the game, I think England will beat Croatia. But then when I look at the final, and sometimes it's just like you just like envision the two teams and the final. And I see France versus Croatia in the final. Yeah, I can see you France versus mean? England though. Can you? Well, like, that, 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 that's the beauty about it. I We're going to yeah. find out what happens. I, you know what I mean, it's a bit like when we watch, we do a UFC pick and with the UFC fights come on. The great thing about it is they get in there. And they fight, and the great thing about the football is they get on the pitch and they play the match, and we get to watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's the thing; yeah, it's going to happen. Be, yeah. yeah, it's going to happen. There's, so. no, there's no dropping yeah. out here. Yeah, there's no dropping out in the football. You know what I mean? Like my my head says Croatia in the football, yeah. but my heart, I don't know why. I like I, like it's just other people like I, I like I really like this team. Yeah, I, I just have but like I have a feeling England are going to. I can just see it or something. I, I wouldn't be surprised the one whole thing. Like I, I can see it or something. But like the real final is uh, France versus Belgium. But I just. I don't know, but like the the good thing is we we don't have to make a full on prediction who's going to win the whole thing because we're going to do a podcast after the semi final. Yes, perfect. So you're going to say England, I'm going to say Croatia. I'm going to say Croatia on penalties again. So I'm going one all. I'm going final France versus England. Did I say Croatia? No, you said England. Yeah, I'm gonna go France versus England in the final. Yeah, I'm gonna say France versus Croatia. Yeah, but I wouldn't mind if Croatia got yeah, in. But what's the score in the Fran- what's the score in the England Croatia game? <sighs> I think it could go to penalties as well. Did I say penalties first game? No. Oh, I said two one, didn't I? Yeah. I think that could. Go- Croatia <sighs> the penalty shootout kings. I don't know. I think it could be like two one and then go to penalties. What about like England score an extra time to win it? See, England are only going to really score if the ball gets crossed into the box. And they played the big big has a yeah. cane in the box. Yeah. Or a scramble in the box. Yeah. They've scored a few scrambles as well, haven't they? Yeah. They're good in the box. If the ball yeah. just gets crossed in, they could be do serious damage. So I'm going to just go... I'm going to go... You see, because the penalties are going to lose, so I'm going to... I'll go England 2-1. I'll go England 2-1. There we have it. There are predictions. I said, I said one all and then Croatia on penalties. <laughs> Oh, it's not mad winning like three penalty shootouts in a row. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, that's a lot, yeah. isn't it? But what, uh, yeah. let us know what you yeah, think. Yeah, so there you have it, guys. Football crazy, football mad. Yeah. Uh, make sure to tune in for the final show as well. Grab your headphones and listen to the lads. Guys, thanks for listening. And as always, stay energized.